This podcast is part of the Famous Original Podcast Network family. You can find us by going to www.fopnet.biz. Recording on Monday, December 3rd, this is the Episode 21 News segment. As always, I'm Dan Pineda. In NBA news, the Chicago Bulls have fired Fred Hoiberg as their head coach after three-plus seasons with, at the helm. After a decent first season going 42-40, and 40, he's had two subpar seasons going 27-55 and 55 last season and has started the season going 5-19. and 19. Jim Boylan will serve as the Bulls' permanent head coach for the rest of the season, per report from ESPN. In L- MLB news, Robinson Cano and Edwin Diaz have been traded from the Seattle Mariners to the New York Mets. The deal includes $20 million in cash to be received by the Mets, while the Mariners receive outfielder Jay Bruce, pitcher Anthony Swarzak, and three prospects. Cano is an eight-time All-Star, five-time Silver Slugger, and two-time Gold Glove winner. The Mariners also traded shortstop Gene Segura to the Philadelphia Phillies for first baseman Carlos Santana and shortstop J.P. Crawford, along with other players to be named later. The deal hasn't been completely finalized as it is pending a physical of Carlos Santana. These are just some of the moves to happen during the offseason in the last week, and we're sure these won't be the last. In NFL news, the Green Bay Packers have fired Mike McCarthy as their head coach after being mathematically eliminated from playoff contention following their loss at Lambeau to the Arizona Cardinals. McCarthy spent 13 seasons with the team and accumulated a 125-77-2 record during the regular season and a 10-8 record in the playoffs, which includes one Super Bowl win in 2010. That Super Bowl win was the team's fourth title and 13th overall championship. The Packers finished 7-9 last season and are currently an abysmal 4-7-1 this season. Four, former Dolphins head coach Joe Philbin will serve as the interim head coach for the rest of the season. In other NFL news, Kareem Hunt was released by the Kansas City Chiefs this past weekend after lying about the severity of an altercation back in February with a 19-year-old girl. A video surfaced via TMZ of Hunt being confronted by a woman at a Cleveland hotel back in February. And after words were exchanged, the video clearly shows Hunt pushing the woman down and proceeding to kick her multiple times. Hunt was interviewed on Sunday NFL Countdown this past weekend and had this to say. The Chiefs are right. I didn't tell them everything. I don't blame them for anything. My actions caused this. It was just a long night. To be exact, it don't really matter what happened as I was in the wrong. I could have took responsibility, made the right decisions to find a way to de-escalate the situation. I'm definitely not that type of person. My mother raised me right. Hunt continued to go on to say he didn't know the woman in the video before the night and had apologized to women during the interview. Once the video surfaced, the Chiefs released Hunt and the NFL put Hunt on the commissioner's exempt list. It is confirmed by Hunt that the NFL knew about the incident, but chose not to interview Hunt about it. With Hunt on this list, he is ineligible to return this season, but hopes, hopes to be given another shot in the NFL after this season. And finally, in NCAA news. The college football playoff matches have been set following the exhilarating championship weekend that happened over the weekend. Alabama will face off against Oklahoma and Clemson will face off against Notre Dame with the winner of each of these games meeting for the national championship in January. The rest of the top 10 finish the season as follows. Georgia at number five, Ohio State at number six, Michigan at number seven, UCF at number eight, Washington at number 9, and Florida at number 10. 
the University of Central Florida fans have been in an uproar about not making the college football playoffs following back-to-back undefeated seasons. This has been the episode 21 news segment, and now, on with the show. Welcome, everybody, to episode 21 of Ride the Pine. This is a podcast where three friends discuss sports with a side of anxiety and lots of doubt. As always, I'm your host, Dan, and I'm only joined by Kyle this week as uh, Ron had to get the late shift this week. He got stuck at work, so it's just me and Kyle this week. But Kyle, how you doing? Hey, we see where his priorities fall, huh? Yeah, man. This guy, this guy picking work, picking work over his love. Ugh. Man, what a what, what a loser! <laughs> but um, man, uh, we have a lot to talk about today. Um, well, I should say tonight, uh, with all the stuff that happened uh, just yesterday alone. Um, yeah, there were some crazy games. I think we should talk about Kareem Hunt right now. I think I that, that such I, a big deal. Oh, man, what a story that was! Like, first of all, uh, yeah. the fact that there was a video that the NFL knew about. Yet they chose not to do anything about it. Did you did you read that report? Yeah. So as far as I know, they like tried to get the report, uh, the video from the hotel, and they didn't want to give it up. And then I heard that the police department didn't have a video because it wasn't a felony, so they didn't possess the video. Uh, that's all I really know about it. But it seems like they failed again with their fan base and the the nation and is <laughs> that them as a whole by not like pursuing this more when they, they knew something went on but they didn't dig far enough into it yeah um, it just seemed like they kind of gave up rather than kind of pursuing you know for not necessarily justice but just pursuing it in terms of just being doing the right thing that they were just crazy. like it's not a big deal it's not a felony we'll just let it be and, yeah i don't know what they decided but i mean yeah it's just weird apparently they you know told the chiefs they were going to look into it this is our this is our you know possession now and then just nothing came of it and i don't know about you but i didn't even hear about kareem hunt being in an off-season um issue you know no it was never it was never released to the public no right but but, i mean that kind of stuff usually gets out usually there's some sort of report maybe in local news or something you know but uh it's crazy it goes to show like do your homework on your fantasy people you never know who's gonna kill (laughs) you yeah it's crazy and and you know my my thing is it wasn't like it was at the beginning of the season where you had a chance to like snag someone and kind of like make a run. This is like the last Seriously. week before the playoffs, like probably the worst time this could have come out. Yeah. I mean, in a way, I don't know. Now that I'm thinking about it, like you're right. Like there's almost nothing you can do about it. Players don't really get hot right now. You know, it's pretty much said and done. Who's going to do what, you know, um, a few random players have come out, but yeah, you're pretty much in a tough spot, but then again, at least you got 13 good games out of them, or 12 good games, 11 good games. Yeah, no, pr- know, pr- pretty amazing that it just it just happened happened to happen right yeah, before what, what the fantasy about playoffs. It? Yeah, what do you think in general about it? I would, like aside from what he did wrong, it, it's kind of insane. Like I heard the reports, I hopped on quickly to try to grab where, and he was already picked up. And I'm thinking, wow, Kremont's going to get in some trouble here. Like I'm I'm curious what's going to happen. And then I thought about the NFL's past. And I'm thinking, oh, I wonder what they're going to do about this because it probably won't be typical fashion. And then uh, 
Goodell put him on the exempt list in like no time, and then the Chiefs cut him. I couldn't believe how fast it all happened. Yeah, as soon as the report came out, I think they had said it was within like a couple hours. The Chiefs were like, "Well, yeah. we're not dealing with this. You're, you're yeah." You're done. They like they had him in. They talked to him, I guess, whatever, and that was it. But I just that's it, crazy how fast it all happens. This guy literally. I mean, I know he's well off now, but like he's unemployed. Like you know, he doesn't even have a job. Like he might not even be allowed back. And what what a change. Uh, of events that is crazy to me i honest to god wouldn't be surprised if he turns into like a ray rice because then later today uh, another report surfaced that he got into a fight at a nightclub in january oh really i didn't hear that yet yeah so i hope not i mean i was watching the interview with lisa salters and i mean it was cool that he like asked to do it i appreciate that like he, he said he wanted to do the interview and all that and i'm looking at him like his life just changed. Like the guy, like loves football. Uh, I think he's regretful and remorseful. And now he, boom, got cut. Yeah, he's on like a he's on the band list. He can't play. He may not play. Like this is all he's ever known or or like you know trained for. And he like his whole life is up in the air now. Like who knows what happens? And that that's just crazy. The changes. I think he's gonna end up playing for somebody. Uh, I'll be honest. I th- I think me too. Yeah, I think so. I, I I honestly don't think it was as severe as like a Ray Rice, where no, Ray Rice right. like literally I, bloodied I so, bloodied his wife, like like beat her to a pulp. He literally pushed her down, kicked her a couple times, and that was it. Yeah, no, it definitely doesn't. You can't minimize it. Obviously, it was terrible and all, but like, yeah, it wasn't. Geez, it wasn't killing somebody. Like God, I mean. The guy is young. People make mistakes. Things happen. You got, I think people deserve a chance to try to earn it back, you know? I agree. And it depends what happens right down the road with him. Like, if, does he stay on the right track? Great. But, like, the guy wants to, you know? People are criticizing, like, what he said. Like, he wasn't remorseful enough, someone said. I'm like, oh, man, you can't you can't gauge that based on what you think remorse sounds like. That's not fair. No, you it's know? not. You got to give the guy the benefit of the doubt. I mean, like, yeah, like he said what he, he, he owned up to it and he said he wants to bet. And someone says, oh, they, they critiqued him because he said that, you know, he, he'll he get the help if necessary. And they're like, if necessary. And I'm thinking, first of all, not everyone in the world that makes a mistake has to have medical help. But he's just saying like, you know what? Sure, I'll do that if that's what's needed. Not saying that he does or not. I mean, it kind of sounds weird if, it, if you say you, you need psychological help. You made a mistake, you right. know? Right, he's basically owning up to it. I think that's um, what the most I take from it is that yeah, he did something wrong, but at least he owned up to it and wasn't denying it. Yeah. Like somebody like, no offense, but somebody like Ezekiel Elliott who tried right. to appeal it for how long? What a year and a half? Right. Instead, yeah. instead you get a guy like Hunt who immediately a day after this stuff came out, uh, I own up to it. It was a mistake. It was my fault. My my mother raised me better than this. Or whatever I need to do to fix this and to amend it, I will do. Which is yeah. a lot better of a response than I could say that Zeke had. Yeah, but then you know the next you know critic says, well, it's because the video came out, so of course now he's sorry. And it's like, well, you know what? Like, shit. I mean, he saw it now, and he and he gets it. It's it's like more realistic now. Like, whoa, like I messed up. You know, like like whatever. Like he he's doing everything right so far. It's been two days, but let's see what happens. Yeah. I do hope he plays. Yeah, I, I I think bottom line, I I hope he gets another shot too. Um, yeah, I hope he goes down the right trail and does the right thing and definitely like grows from this. Yeah, I think that's all you can do at that point. And you know, yeah, people are going to say, oh, it's because the video came up. Well, at that point, you have no reason to lie, and at that point, you have to do all you have to do is own up. 
You can't right, so dance you're not around wrong it. for that. So, <laughs> just because so, it's obvious doesn't mean it's wrong. So what? The guy's not going to be like, "Oh no, that's not me." No, he's going to be like, mm. "No, I did it. I messed up. I own up to yeah, it. Totally. And whatever I needed to do to fix it or to make amends and move forward, I'm going to do it." Yep. It's just you know, it's crazy. Yep. So his former team took care of business, huh? Yeah. The Chiefs won. They really they gave up did. a lot of points per usual, like 33 points they gave up to the Raiders, but they still took care of business. Yeah, a pretty pretty crazy game. Uh, Kelsey just had a heck of a game. He uh, he really benefited from Hunt not being on the team anymore. He he was dominated with targets. Yeah, he started out hot. Yep. Yeah, that's good. Um, another game that really kind of took me by surprise is the just the severe downfall of the Atlanta Falcons. Like, what has happened to that team? Isn't it true? Yeah, I was going to ask you. I mean, I think the Ravens are pretty good you know they're pretty good defense you know offenses i really think their offense is hit or miss but i guess they really do have a a, a good defense they, um they really they, do they're not that, always shut out but they do well yeah i think my thing is though they're gonna have a good defense for a long time as long as terrell Suggs is still on that defense it's because that defense is mostly young guys and, oh, yeah, for and sure. And he, he's able to, like, he's been to the Super Bowl. He's won a Super Bowl. When you have that kind of veteran presence in the locker room for your defense, he's going to he's gonna coach those guys and tell them where to be, how to how to do it, uh, where to be on the field position-wise, and the hustle yeah. that they need to put. Because he's one of those guys, You he tells you what to do, you're going to do it. Because he's not a guy yeah, really to like mess with. He's like a player with. mentor. It's awesome. Yeah, it's it's really uh, it's uh, they're playing inspired, and I think them playing around Lamar Jackson kind of gives them like this new found uh, life in their offense. Yeah, they really like refresh, brand new team, you know, kind of. Yeah, and and again, it's you got a lot of young guys on on that offense. You got Willie Sneed, you got uh, yeah. John Brown, you got uh, Michael Crabtree, you got uh, Gus Edwards, you got Lamar Jackson, you got Mark Andrews, you got like all these guys who are. 28 and under easily yeah and they're they're i mean they're putting up numbers i mean they had total yardage wise in the third quarter they had like over four almost 400 yards total by by the by the almost end of the third quarter i mean that's pretty impressive coming especially with a rookie quarterback yeah they're looking pretty good they're definitely gonna be fighting for a good playoff spot i doubt they win the division pittsburgh will probably hold true but um yeah they're gonna be in good spot they just get the AFC is got some good teams. Speaking of Pittsburgh, though, man, the, the, they can't close out games. I know. I took them last night. I thought for sure they'd win it. They're, I mean, they're, they're usually good at home, and they just they know how to win those bigger games usually. But man, the freaking Chargers—they're looking hot. Yeah, I will say this though. I don't know if you watched the game at all last night, um, but the the missed false start call that led to the touchdown. Oh yeah. That was about as was clear as day. Like I'm not a referee, but that was about as clear cut a false start than any false start I've ever seen. Like, yeah, it's weird. There's, there was like four or five that game. <laughs> yeah, and and the thing for me was, you know, and I'm not trying to critique any referees in the NFL, but if if it's a flinch that you miss, that's one thing. Like that's really hard to catch. This guy full on stood up out of his stance. Like. Mm. Like clear as day, you're like, yeah. He oh, just okay. actually started the play early. <laughs> you, you see the silent for Pittsburgh. They're like, what, what, what? <laughs> like, what's happening? Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, yeah. San uh, San Diego, LA's Chargers are looking pretty good. They're going to be a, a tough team to beat in the playoffs. Yeah, and I think, uh, I think I don't know. I think another team you got to add to that list, Kyle, is the Denver Broncos. They're playing great on both sides of the ball. 
You think so? I don't know what I don't know what to think about them. I don't know if they're gonna make a push or not. I mean, they're, they're only what five hundred six and uh, six. I think they're six and six, but I mean, you look at the teams that they beat the past couple of weeks. They beat the Chargers. They beat the Steelers, and I think yep. they also they also have one other pretty decent win. And I, can't I mean, remember. those are huge wins too. They because, are. I mean. As in, like, you know, that means a lot if it comes down to a tiebreaker or whatnot, you know. Let's say the Ravens can catch the Steelers. Um, well, then they just, uh, you know, they can leapfrog them just from beating them, you know, um, as right. far as, like, wild card wise So that, yeah, that's pretty big. Yeah, I, I could definitely see Denver uh, being a problem in the, in the AFC playoffs for sure. Uh, that is if they make it. But, I mean, you look at their remaining schedule. They got in San Francisco... Uh, at home uh, against the Browns, yeah. Uh, on the road at the Raiders, and then at home against the Chargers, who they went they went to L. A. and they beat the Chargers. Then they get to I play at home. Again. I I will say this <laughs> before you say anything. They're playing the Chargers in Denver on December thirtieth. Likelihood is it is going to be a snow bowl when they go there. I know, right? I hope so. And if that's the case, I I give advantage Denver. They have when they have the home field advantage playing in that kind of environment, uh, anything could happen. I mean, it was snowing in, in Denver at that stadium mid November. What do you think it's going to be doing yeah. on December 30th? I know that's what I love about these later, uh, late season games. Um, and those cold weather teams really benefit from that because if they played in, you know, in LA, that's fine, sure. But then having LA have to come to them, that's a whole different story. That's tough. Yeah, um, they're gonna. They, I think we talked about them last week. They have a good, a good end of their season schedule. Yeah, they're, they, they're gonna make a good run for the playoffs here. Yeah, no, they absolutely do. Um, I think Denver could make a run. Uh, I think it's gonna be a little bit tougher for the Chargers. I think that you know they'll get a win against the Bengals. Bengals are kind of falling apart slowly but surely. Uh, but then they got the Chiefs, the Ravens, and the Broncos to finish their season. I mean, that's great though. Though I don't know how they. NFL gets the schedule right sometimes. Like like those teams are who the wild card is going to be, and that's awesome. It's going to come down to that. Yeah, and and what's amazing is I I don't see anybody catching the Chiefs at this point. Um, uh, I think the Chiefs are going to end up being the number one seed. Um, I'm I'm going to say Pat's probably either two or three, and I I'd watch out for Houston. Houston's another team that's kind of came on strong. Yeah, we didn't even talk about them. Yeah, nine yeah. in a row. They have won. They have won nine straight. Yeah, it's insane. As if, as if they're looking that good. Yeah, it, and a few weeks ago they turned it on. Yeah, and that's um, the thing. They, they don't even look that crazy good. But then this past week they picked off Mayfield four times in the first half. Yeah, and you talk yeah, about. No, I, I like seeing them in there. And you talk about an easy schedule. They got the Colts, the Jets, the Eagles, and the Jags. That's a relatively easy schedule. How discouraging is it for the Chiefs? They're ten and two right now. And if they make one mistake, the Chargers or the Texans could be tied with them. <laughs> like, like they've looked this good this far, you know, this far, and they are one game out of it. Or the Patriots, they're one game behind. Like, it could go either way. I would not be surprised if the Chiefs lose one more game. This, this seeding is going to be up in the air. Well, the crazy thing is, is you got, uh, for the Chiefs, the Chiefs of their four remaining games, three of them are home, which is a huge plus yeah. for them. Yeah. Uh, they got the Ravens, then the Chargers, then they have to travel to Seattle um, on for Sunday Night Football on the Christmas weekend, and then you got the Raiders as their last game at home. So between those, honestly, 
I could say maybe two wins there. And I'd probably say probably against the Ravens and the Raiders. I think they're going to have some trouble against the Chargers and Seahawks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I agree. Yeah. And then, I mean, the Pats know how to close the season out. Um, Houston's nine and three. They have a great lineup. I mean, this could be, there could be three or four, you know, 12 and four, three and 13 teams. It could be, it could be real tight. Yeah. And, you know, I I like how you mentioned the Patriots in there. You know, big win against the Vikings this past weekend. I actually, I'll admit, I doubted them, but I now see that their defense finally showed up for, for once. Um, but now they have the Dolphins, Bills, and Jets as three of their four last games. Yeah, it's great. So that's a great, very favorable schedule going down the stretch. And then you get that, then they have to go to uh, Pittsburgh in uh, Week 15. Yep. That's going to be yeah, a tough and, game. Yeah, that really easily could decide the seating right there. You know, um, if the Chiefs can hold on to one, it's going to be pretty much Pittsburgh, Houston, and and New England for the two, three, four seed. Um, and those, wow, I don't know. I don't know who's going to fall to four. I can't picture any one of those teams being that low, but one of them has to be. Well, so let, let's look at the standings, you know, uh, while we're while we're talking about it. Might as well. So AFC East, uh, I mean, do you think the Dolphins have a chance at six and six? No, no. Okay, so we'll, we'll take and, that. And my reason is this. I think Indy is hotter, right? Right. So I think Indy, if anything, has a chance, but already – Baltimore and the Chargers hold the wild card, and then there's Denver. So I just me. There's no. There's no way Miami has a chance. So okay. So then in the AFC North, you have the Steelers at seven four and one, and their division record is three one and one. You got the Ravens at seven and five, but their division record two and three. So that that's the difference maker. Can the Ravens pass the Steelers in terms of wins and then hold the division lead? against the Steelers and hopefully bump the Steelers to like a, a wild card that could end up bumping the Steelers out of the playoffs if the Ravens pass them. Yeah, that'd be tough. I don't know if that'll happen because the Chargers, you know, let's assume the Chiefs and Chargers both make the playoffs. One wins the division, one's a wild card, and that leaves one spot open. I don't see Indy or Miami taking it from Baltimore or Pittsburgh. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you never know though, because you got, you got, Indy at six and six. You got Tennessee at six and six. You got the Broncos at six and six. You got the Dolphins at six and six. So you got yeah four teams who are right there in the hunt for a playoff spot. Um, I yeah, think, I just yeah. What do you think? No, what were you gonna say? I, I think I just trust Pittsburgh and Baltimore. I think whoever wins the division, the, the the other team will be battling with Denver for the wild card um, because Chargers will already have it. They'll be the first wild card. So then the second wild card, I, I just don't think Indy, I don't know their schedule, but I don't think Indianapolis is going to pull it off. Um, and I mean, the Chargers already have the first wild cards. That leaves one spot left for the AFC North, which would be Baltimore or Pittsburgh, like you said, if, if Baltimore passes them. And then, you know, Denver. So right now I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the playoff picture. Uh, Kansas City is at 10-2 and two at the number one seed. You got the Patriots at 9-3 and three in the number two seed. You got the Texans at nine and three in the three seed and the Steelers sitting at the fourth seed but at seven four and one. And the wild card right now you got the Chargers at nine and three and the Ravens at seven and five. So I think like you said, regardless, somebody from the AFC West is getting a wild card spot. It's really yeah, for, it for really sure. it really comes down to who is gonna take that that sixth spot. Right. In the in the Because playoffs. yeah, they're they're all a game away, right? Miami, Baltimore, Indianapolis 
even Tennessee at six and six, and, and, and then, Denver, and then Denver. They're all six and six and or five and seven. You know, so I mean, any, any given week they they jump each other. So I just don't trust Miami. I don't trust Tennessee and Indianapolis. I don't. They're not really. So I think Denver right now is with the yeah. favorable schedule. I think they're one of the yeah. only ones who could topple the Ravens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that for sure. Now the question is, now someone's gonna be left out. Yeah, someone's going to get left out. You're absolutely right. Now, to talk about a, a close race in the NFC, you know, top of the leaderboard, you know the Rams are going to the playoffs. They already won the NFC West in yeah. in, in week 13. <laughs> yeah, Rams and Saints both clinch, right? I believe so, yes. Yeah. Uh, so you got those two, 11-1 and one and 10-2. and two. You got the Bears at 8-4 and four and the Cowboys at 7-5 in the four spot. The fifth spot right now is occupied by Seattle at seven and five and the washington redskins are in the sixth spot at six and five what a shame we're losing out on carolina and minnesota what a shame so minnesota is at six five and one carolina is six and six philly is five and six and then you got the bucks at five and seven so this is a big game for the eagles if the eagles win this game they'll actually uh let me see yeah they would hurdle the Redskins, because yeah, they would I mean, both be six and six, of, and believe, Eagles yeah. and the Eagles would have a three and one division record to the Redskins two and two. Yeah. So the beauty of this conference for anyone that's not winning the division is that the wild cards aren't that killer. You know, there's no nine and three Chargers there. So you know the wild card potentials are all seven and five or six and six, um, or well six and five for the Redskins right now. But yeah, it's very wide open. Um, it, it could go either way. I'm pretty sure the NFC East will will still switch the top three of his spots once or twice before the season's over. Um, oh, absolutely. I, I do think Chicago's got their division locked up. I don't think they'll lose that. Um, obviously, the Saints and, and LAR, they're, they're one and two. Uh, I'm really curious who's going to get the 3-4 seed. Um, and they're going to have just as tough of, of a wildcard matchup because whoever the wildcard is, I mean, I mean, you could say Seattle is you know, just as good as or better than Dallas, you know, on any given day. They're, they're surprising. I didn't think they would be at 7-5 and five right now. Yeah, they're impressing the hell out of me, in all honesty. Um, yeah. Watching that game this past Thursday, I was like, uh, did the Saints team show up, or did they forget to, how to play football? Because they did not look like the same Saints that are 10-2. and two. Yeah, the Dallas defense is all right. And uh, I said this to one of my buddies, who's also a, a Pats fan, uh, my friend uh, Paul Velastro, uh, that... Uh, the pa- Patriots or somebody other than Dallas should have drafted uh, Vander Esch, the linebacker for Denver. He is an absolute monster. He is oh, all yeah. over the field. He's everywhere. It's like it seems like every play it could be a deep play. It could be a screen out of the backfield. It could be just a drop back, and then he's just in the pocket already. And he's everywhere. He he can't be contained. Um but before yeah, we before we take our first break, speaking of the NFC, uh, what are your thoughts on Mike McCarthy getting fired? Oh, it's crazy. I mean, I guess it makes sense, right? No one's like shocked, other than the fact that Green Bay's never done that before. But I mean, geez, like talk about a team that's just really never quite performed, um, or just kind of they're just always kind of flat. I don't know. Like they have one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and. What they do, you know, what they do with their schemes are just kind of like blah, you know. Um, and if, if they're good, it's just because they're sinking and, and Rodgers is on fire. But they don't 
put the pieces around him. So I guess I can see why McCarthy's out. I mean, I've, I've never once sat back and go and thought, you know, Green Bay has really good coaching, you know. Uh, so now, you know, the debate opens up as uh, who becomes the next coach of the Packers. Does it stay with uh, Joe Philbin, who is the former coach of uh, Miami, who is the assistant, who's taking over the rest of the season? Or does a guy like Josh McDaniels jump on the, jump on the you know, conversation of possibly becoming the yeah. head coach for Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, I don't know. I really don't have much of a guess. I think that would fit very well. I think what Josh does would be great for Green Bay, and they need that. And Aaron Rodgers needs that kind of change, but I really don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, all right. So, uh, What do you think? Anything? Uh, you know, I think they're going to stick with Philbin. I think Philbin has a decent track record really? as a head coach. Um, see how he does for yeah. like the rest of the season kind of as like a trial. And then I'm sure you're going to either see him getting relegated to back to his old duty, and then they bring somebody in. Or they yeah. make him permanent. It's going to be one of the two. Um, but I mean, give give the guy a shot. I mean, McCarthy had a great run, a great record. I mentioned in the news segment, uh, he had a great record. Uh, let me see here. I actually have it here in my notes. He had a record of 125, 77, and two. That's a lot better than most of the coaches, current coaches in the NFL. Oh, I know. Isn't that funny? Yeah. And you know, not to mention he has a ten and eight record in the playoffs. He's he's won a Super Bowl. I mean, yep. it, he's a, he's a decent coach. I think it's just his his connection and chemistry with Rodgers kind of ran out. Right and right, Rod- right. something, yeah. Because Rodgers apparently there was a report from Bleacher Report that came out that Rodgers would take McCarthy's plays and then he would change them at the line. <laughs> so uh, yeah. so apparently there's just too much dissension between the coach and the quarterback. Yeah. So yeah, weird. Hey, before we uh, finish up here, I got at least. I think we have to shout out to the Giants. Can you believe it? They beat the Bears every uh, time. I think the Bears are going to take care of the business, and they just can't quite finish them. Uh, they had a great comeback, but man, the freaking Giants pulled it up. What's What's amazing is I, I saw a stat on Facebook, and I'll, I'll share it with you um, when we're done recording. Um, Eli Manning forty yard touchdown completions this season zero. Odell Beckham has two. <laughs> yeah, he is too. Yeah, <laughs> isn't that funny? And and I thought that was absolutely hysterical. I'm saying to myself, so you're telling me their star wide receiver has more 40 yard touchdown completions than Eli does this whole season? That's pretty yeah. pretty remarkable. <laughs> thought oh, that was, oh no, you know what? Another upset too: the Bucks over the Panthers. That, that was would, crazy. Yeah, but it well, makes well, sense. They always hap- freaking happen. What's happening to your boys, Kyle? Yeah, I, I so I want to announce. By the way, Carolina, they're off my crush list. Forget it. I, I'm sick of it. They, they've let me down two or three games more than I wanted them to. Um, I hope they do well. I'm looking forward to them in the playoffs, but they are they I they're off my hunch list right now. Yep, yep. See see what you did there, Carolina. You lost a fan. You lost a fan yeah. in, in Kyle. Yeah, exactly. Too many Let's blown. <laughs> too many blown. Too many blown games at the end, and Kyle's just like, you know what? I'm done yeah, with you. They just play some scrappy games. I don't know. A lot of big mistakes though. At the end of games, where they too many penalties down yeah, the stretch yeah. that just led to points for Tampa. Yeah, you know, and and that's going to kill you as a team. Like if if you're riding this momentum, and the next thing you know, you have um, a holding penalty here, a pass interference there, and next thing you know, Tampa's on the twenty yard line about to score when it could have been your ball at this point. Yeah, and when you're playing in the same division as the Saints. You have no chance at winning the division, and there's a tight wild card race. Like you put yourself in a tough spot. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Because had they won that game, they could be in the running for that uh, one of those wildcard spots. Right. But now they kind of put themselves behind the eight ball. And now they need basically out of their next four games, they need to win at least three to kind of oh, give yeah, themselves sure. a, right, a chance. Sure. Yeah. But we are going to take our first break. And when we get back, we are going to make our game picks for week number 14. And then in our last segment, we're going to have our fantasy football corner. We're going to make our starts and sits for the week and much more. So stay tuned. You're not going to want to miss it. Hey, listener, Dutch here from Voice from the Underground, the podcast. My co-host and I want to invite you to check out our little corner of the podcast verse. At Voice from the Underground, we talk about all the crazy happening around us and try to make a little bit of sense out of the nonsense with little to no results. If the idea of hearing three semi-intelligent, outspoken nerds talk about politics, social issues, current events, sports, movies, pretty much anything that we decide to talk about because, well, it's our show, appeals to you, grab your shovel and come on down to the underground and then consult a qualified psychotherapist. Find us wherever you get your podcasts, just not where you buy your weed. Uh, Welcome back, everybody, from our first break. Um, Kyle and I just got done with a really nice conversation in that first segment. If you missed it, you can go back and check it out. Uh, but we're going to hop right in to our week 14 picks. We're going to go through the games. Week 14. And, oh, man, I can't. Can you believe it's already week 14? It's the fantasy football playoffs, man. I know. I know, right? Talking. This is like time to turn it on. It's do or die. Week 14 is here. It's like you got to make the right plays each week. You might have had misfortunes, but this is the time to not make lineup mistakes. No, if you make a lineup mistake in the playoffs, even one guy putting up four points in your toast, that's yeah. game over. Yeah, this is the time uh, of year in football. It's hard. Like, it flies by. Like, the, I feel like you kind of know what the team's going to do. You know, no players are, like, really, you know, coming out of the woodworks. You pretty much know it's going to happen, you know? Um, right. And you see the teams that are already lined up for the playoffs. Talk about the Chargers. Like, I'm like, I, I cannot believe how good they look. They're going to look good going to the playoffs. Right. So I believe we already went over the uh, Thursday night game last week's episode. So I'm going to start with uh, the Giants at the Redskins. Um, that's a 1 o'clock Eastern time game on Fox. Uh, who do you like in this game? I'm telling you, I've said it all year about the NFC East. It is so hard to call those four teams on any given year. Usually, you know, each year this one you know, that's definitely better than, than the worst, but it's really hard. And I'm telling you, watch the Giants win another game or two, and they're all going to be within a game or two of each other, uh, even though Dallas is looking pretty good. So I don't know what to say when it comes to this. I'm going to take the Giants because I think their offense looks better than Washington's right now. But man, it, it can go either way. Yeah, uh, I have to agree with you on that. I think the Giants are playing inspired. I think they're being inspired by not only Odell Beckham, but Saquon Barkley is a freak athlete. Uh, he is good. Redskins are going to have a hard time containing him because not only can he run between the tackles, but he can catch the ball out of the backfield. And then that hurdle he had on that linebacker for Chicago this past weekend, mm. where he jumped probably about four or five feet in the air over the guy, was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so bottom line, I'm taking the Giants. I think they're they're looking really good and really strong. I think they could potentially make a run at a wild card, but we'll see what happens. They got some work to do. Wow, that's a steep um, one right there. They they better be winning out. It is. They have to win out to have a chance. But I think it starts here. I mean, geez, um, in that division, if Dallas collapses a little bit, I mean, it wouldn't be crazy for them to have a shot at the division. If the Redskins no, not, lose not tonight, 
and then the Giants beat them, <laughs> the Giants are, are uh, five and eight, and the Redskins would be six and seven, one game out. You know, that's crazy. Yep. Uh, next game we got up on the docket, you got the Saints at the Buccaneers. Um, I love this game because this is one of the Saints' only two losses of this year, and one of them was to Tampa. Oh, yeah, right before they turned it on, yeah. And I honestly think week one, yep. Uh, I think a lot of people in my survivor pool were really PO'd when they picked the Saints. The next thing you know, they just, yeah, I picked them too. Holy moly, I cannot stand Survivor. Everybody. Oh, man, Survivor makes me so mad. You just need to get one team right, one, and sixteen or fourteen teams win every week, and I can't freaking do it. Yeah, and uh, this week, uh, Saints are going to get their revenge. I think the oh, loss yeah, to Dallas in prime time. Oh yeah, they're going to walk into Tampa, and they are going to beat the pants of the Bucks. That's what I was going to say regarding their last game. Um, you know, good teams come off losses very well and do that, especially when it's someone like their the division rival. Um, and I'm even more into it because I had, I, or I have, and they all had a, a dud of a game last Thursday, but I was already in the playoffs. I've already secured my spot. So here we go. It's round one of the playoffs, wildcard weekend, and the Saints are going to come out playing strong and forward to a good 20 point performance that I come out. I take this. Yeah, I have to agree with you on that one. So, uh, next game on the docket, you got the Patriots going down to sunny Miami to face the Dolphins. Uh, who do you like in this game? Yeah, the Patriots. I mean, just, you know, it gets this time of year that they're going to win it. The, the Dolphins are, I cannot believe they have six wins. I mean, they're not that bad, but I don't think they're that good either. Um, and uh, September, October, I, that's when I see Miami steal some sometimes. I, I don't see it happening this time of year. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think Pat's just had a humongous statement win against the Vikings, holding the Vikings' prolific offense to only 10 points. Uh, I think they they go down to Miami. Um, I wouldn't say they beat the Pants off of Miami. Miami always plays them pretty well. Uh, but I think the Pats end up winning by a touchdown on this. Yeah. Um, so definitely going to go with the Pats. Uh, next game, I will say this. We might have a little bit of a debate here because this is going to be an interesting one. The Baltimore Ravens at the Kansas City Chiefs. You got one of the highest scoring defenses in the NFL in terms of both takeaways and then they score touchdown off points. And then you got one of the highest scoring offenses in the NFL. So question is, which one gives? Yeah, this is good. There's been some excellent matchups of top teams this year to help like kind of, you know, separate who's who. Um, uh, I'm going to stick with the Chiefs though. I do think they're going to suffer without Kareem Hunt now. They're not going to be quite as strong because everyone had to keep an eye on the run game. They're not going to now because Spencer Ware is not Kareem Hunt. Um, I do think they'll outlast Baltimore, although I really have doubts, but I'm going to take the Chiefs. Yeah, you know, considering the Chiefs put up, or uh, had the Ra- uh, Raiders put up all, a lot of points on them. Yeah, seriously, I'm the almost, Raiders, uh, they gave up 33. <laughs> I will say that that concerns me, and you know, not to mention they had that shootout game with the Rams, right? and they had, and they had 54 put on them. Right. This defense can be beat, and in all honesty, I think this is the team to do it. And I think the Ravens go to Kansas City and they beat the Chiefs. I think their defense is better. I think they're playing more solid and they're playing more as a unit than Kansas City is. Kansas City's offense will, uh, you know, will get you some points if you got guys like Kelsey and Hill and Mahomes. I definitely would still start them, but I would expect off the leg of Justin Tucker and off the back of that defense in Baltimore, the Baltimore goes into Kansas City and beats them by a field goal. That'd be a good one. I can't uh, wait for that. Yeah, that is gonna, that is definitely my game of the week. 
uh, hands down. They should have moved uh, that, that down to the flex game. Although the Bears Rams oh. is a pretty good game for sitting there, but that'd have been. A- yeah, uh, they do have some other good ones on the docket. Well, we're not done yet by by a long shot. Uh, the next one we got up is the Indianapolis Colts at the Houston Texans, also a one o'clock CBS. Uh, who do you like in this match? I, I, I want to like Indy because I would like to see them continue this little run they're on, um, especially to make the division interesting. Um, so I, I, I want to call them, but I think I'm going to take Houston. Um, I just think their defense is a little too good. Yeah, no, their defense is playing uh, with a lot of fire uh, behind J.J. Watt and Jadavian Clowney. They're getting so much pressure on quarterbacks now. It's almost... Um, uh, it's it's just too much to handle, I think, for it, for Luck. Luck's been able yeah. to get a lot of protection from his line. But, man, can you protect... I mean, one side you get Jadavian Clowney, one of the fastest defensive ends I've ever seen. And then you get a guy like J.J. Watt who towers over everybody and will just yeah. run through you. Something's going to have to give. One of them is going to get through on every play, and it can't be both. I mean, they're going to be double teaming either one or the other. And I, I don't think they're going to have enough time to... I mean, they showed it this past week, and the Jaguars were able to pressure Luck so much that they just couldn't get any plays going. And I see Houston doing the same thing. So I'm oh, going yeah. to pick Houston. I agreed. And, and and Houston has a lot more to play for right now. Oh, absolutely. Uh, have a chance to possibly the two seed? Possibly? If they keep up their run? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's going to be hard to unseat the Pats, but, I mean, you at least have a shot at at least a three seed. Yeah. Um, next game up, we got the Falcons at the Packers. Pretty much two teams are more or less out of it, but could play spoiler to a lot of people. Yeah, definitely disappointing, um, right? Like, which one has let you down more? <laughs> I mean, you know, beginning of the year, you see this matchup on paper. You're like, oh, that's going to be an awesome game. You got Matt Ryan against Aaron Rodgers, possibly fighting for a playoff spot. And, you know, this is going to be great. Right. And then you find out the Falcons are four and eight and the Packers are four, seven and one. So it's like, well, what do you do? And what do you think about this matchup? Yeah, what a bummer, right? Yeah, disappointing teams. Um, I think the Packers just bounce back. I think they refreshed the whole McCarthy thing. Uh, you know, I, th- I, th- I think they end up pulling this one off just because they're like, hey, we're ready for a change. And I think it starts now. Uh, I bet they win. Yeah, I'm with you. I think I think the Falcons are in shambles right now. Um, don't be surprised if Dan Quinn gets fired by the end of the year. Seriously. Uh, I, th- I, I, th- I think to go from... A championship caliber team uh, where they were in the NFC championship game last year to um, now a four and eight squad. And it just so happens to be the year that the Super Bowl is in Atlanta and your team isn't going to make the playoffs. I mean, if I'm an Atlanta GM, I'm I boot Dan, Dan Quinn right out the door. I, I don't hesitate. Uh, for me, I think the Packers win this game and it's not going to be close. I think Rodgers is going to come out with a whole new sign of life and i think it's going to be a whole different ball game this weekend yeah uh next game up is a little bit of an interesting one because they got two teams that you were high on at the beginning of the season you were on both these bandwagons at some point this season you got the carolina panthers and the cleveland browns in cleveland so the question is kyle who do you like in this game and who do you think is going to have a better game mayfield or newton oh yeah, that's tough. It really is tough. I just love seeing Cleveland being competitive now. Um, if freaking Carolina loses one more, then they don't deserve to be in the playoffs, and they better. I hope they miss it. Um, I am going to take Carolina because they are actually in the playoff hunt. Uh, Cleveland's not, although, I mean, Cleveland is as as inspired as you can be, you know. Um, 
I do think I bet you may I, I bet you Baker has the better game. Um, but I'm gonna take the the Panthers. Yeah, uh, you know I think the Panthers are bound to bounce back at some point. Um, you know we had said that it was gonna be like two weeks ago, and then we we're like when two weeks ago it didn't happen. We said it was gonna be last week, and that yeah, didn't happen seriously. either. It's gonna happen at some point. And you know McCaffrey can only do so much. I mean the guy is just he's all over the place. He's uh, running the ball, he's catching yeah, he's the ball, the he's blocking. It's he's crazy. absolutely, and yet they still can't get the job done. What? And I think they they got to get other people involved, like Funchess and Moore, yeah, to be they able do. to yeah, sustain those, that offense. Those receivers are good. Moore is really up and coming. Um, but we didn't talk about this. That you know, Olsen's gone for the year. That that hurts. You know, they're not. Um, you know, they're not stretching the field. No, definitely not. And you know, especially when DJ Moore had a. Uh, such an amazing game back, uh, not last week, but the week before. Didn't right. he have like 156 yards receiving yeah, or something like exactly. that? Exactly, yeah, yeah. It was part of his coming out party. Yeah, he's definitely um, turning into a good threat for them. And you go from that to, what, I think he had 45 yards this past week or something right. like that. It's just like, how do you how do you justify the fact that he, this guy had uh, a crazy game? And it was against Pittsburgh. He had a crazy coming out party. And then next thing you know... He's playing a team like Tampa who can be beat by the pass, and he doesn't do jack. Yeah. I mean, I like think this is – sense. It's Newton kind of – you know, you see player quarterbacks do this. They get kind of comfortable, and McCaffrey's always there for him. So it's like the check down, you know, and they're, he, he's he, – I swear he's like not looking – you know, they're not looking to, to make plays downfield. They're looking for the 5, 8 to 15-yard plays that are involving him running it or McCaffrey. Yeah, and, and you know – as much as I would love to root for the Panthers this weekend, you know, and I think they're going to bounce back. I don't think this is the week. I, I think the Browns just. It's I fun think to the Browns root for got, I think the Browns got embarrassed by Houston, and I think they're going to come out because Baker still didn't have a bad game. Yeah, he threw four or five picks, but he had almost four hundred yards yeah, passing. Yeah, he had some stats. Yeah. So don't be surprised if the Browns trump the Panthers at and they're at home. I right. think the Browns win this game by a touchdown. Um. The next game we got up is a game that nobody will be watching. Uh, the the New York Jets at the Buffalo Bills. There are some late late season bad games. Even this past weekend, the Dolphins game was just not fun to watch. <laughs> it was the Dolphins and Bills and, and know, Colts and Jags. <laughs> th- th- well, thankfully I had red zone, so I was bouncing between all oh, the games. Oh right, yeah. Because you don't get oh, stuck god. with it. Oh, God, the Jags-Colts game. If you're stuck watching that game this past weekend, I am sorry because right. that is just that is just a garbage game to watch. And like like this uh, game, it's just not much. There's not much for stars. There's not much on the line, you know? I'll take the Bills. No. <laughs> and I'm the same. Bills. Yeah. On to the next one. Um, so next game up, it's another kind of interesting one. You got the Denver Broncos at your boys, the San Francisco 49ers. Hmm. Who do you like in this match? Uh, you have to go Broncos. The, the Niners, they had a little bit of fire after Garoppolo went down. They're, they're playing some competitive games, a few they should have won, and they've just kind of gone flat the past few weeks. Um, and Denver is kind of going the opposite way. They're looking really good. Phillip Lindsay is killing it on the ground, uh, and their receiving core is, you know, coming together pretty well so i'm taking denver yeah i'm with you on that one i think uh i think denver is playing inspired i think they've beaten a lot of playoff caliber teams in the chargers and the pan uh steelers and then last week against the bengals it was the Lindsay coming out party man he looked awesome yeah wasn't um, he a huge free agent ad yeah or undrafted rookie you know who else was an undrafted rookie not this year but last year 
Who's that? Alvin Kamara. Oh, yeah. And another undrafted rookie. And it's like, where are these people finding these guys? Because you get a guy who's undrafted. And I think they were saying undrafted rookie record for yards in the season was 1,100 yards or a little over it. And I think Lindsey is just over 900. I think he's like 930, and he's still got four weeks left. All he has to do is run for 60 yards a game, and he'll beat the record. Well, he wasn't even he wasn't even doing anything the first you know a few weeks, and then he became this hot item in fantasy. He was like the guy to get because everyone thought it was going to be Freeman, um, and, and this guy just took over. Yeah, and and don't get me wrong, you know, Royce Freeman is a really solid back, but I think when that report came out, I think Lindsey saw it, and I think Lindsey was like, yeah. "You're not taking my job." I don't think so. And then he just went on fire these past couple of weeks. And I, I think it continues. I think it's the Philip Lindsay show there in no, Denver. I agree. And yeah, I he's think definitely I, the go-to guy. I, I, I think, uh, I think he, he just reminds me a lot of Camaro. He's a smaller guy. He can run well through the tackles. And once he's in open space, forget it. You're not catching him. He's yeah. unbelievably fast. And then running through the tackles, he's a pretty strong guy. Um, so I, I'm going to go Denver by two touchdowns in this game. Yeah. Um, the next game we got up, we got the Bengals at the Chargers. And I'm not going to take much time in this one. Um, Chargers are going to win this game. Yeah, they, they just look good, man. I mean, right now they're just a strong team. And they're making their push for the, you know, one of the best wild cards, if not the division, if the Chiefs mess up. So I'm going Chargers. Uh, so the next game um, is the Steelers at the Raiders. And I wanted to give a shout out to my cousins, uh, Philip, Christian, Angelica, and Jared. They're all either Steelers or Raiders fans nice. in that family. And this should be an interesting game. Uh, Raiders just put up 33 on the Chiefs. And the Steelers just lost kind of at the last minute to the Chargers when they were dominating most of the game. Um, what do you think about this match? They usually play each other well. History, these these are two uh, of the, you know, these are like, like the twin teams that, they, you know, the East Coast, West Coast. These these teams remind me of each other a lot, and always seem to play each other pretty well. Either way, uh, but I'll take Pittsburgh. Um, just overall, they're better. They're in the playoff hunt. I'm t- I'm going Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um. You know, as much as I would want to take the Raiders, because I really just don't like Mike Tomlin. I'm not a fan. <laughs> um. I got I, I got to be biased. You know, or sorry, unbiased. Um. Oh, man, there's a part of me that really wants to pick the Raiders. I don't know why. You know what? I'm picking the Raiders. Ooh. I think I, I I I like like you had said. I think the Raiders play different at home. It's a loud crowd, and Pittsburgh can't seem to close out games. I think yeah. they choke at the end. In the end, and don't be surprised if the Raiders win by a field goal. I think yeah. I think they they're able to bounce back at home and hand the Steelers a loss, and that would change things drastically in the AFC uh, playoff picture. Um, that would, especially, especially if the Ravens win, if the Ravens can win and the Steelers lose, that's huge for the Ravens. Uh, so if you're a Ravens fan out there, I'm sure you're rooting hard for the Raiders to win at home. So I'm going to, I'm going to pick the Raiders to win by win by three at home in this game. Um, next game we got up, we got the Eagles against the Dallas Cowboys. This game should be interesting, especially because, you know, you got the Eagles playing right now. And I just got an alert on my phone that phone that Golden Tate scored his first touchdown as an Eagle. Yep. And when he scored, he did the worm. That Golden uh, Tate guy. Nah, man. Yeah. Hey, You're not they, a Golden Tate guy, or you are a Golden Tate no, guy? No, I just said that guy. No, they're gonna make uh they're gonna make it interesting if they can t- yeah, t- win it tonight, and then they got Dallas. Like, t- like I said, it's anyone's game right now for who wins that division. Um, I'm gonna go Dallas. 
I'm not really sure why because I don't have confidence either one of them. And I feel like whoever you go with lets you down sometimes. But Dallas, is they're looking pretty strong. I like their defense. Yeah, I'm a big fan of their defense. I think the difference here is Ezekiel Elliott. I think he's he's yeah. great at running in between the tackles. Oh, yeah. And if Philly can stuff him running in between the tackles, guess what? You still got to defend him out in the open on like a, a screen pass or a swing-up pass. And he's really hard to bring down. And I think the addition of Amari Cooper makes all the difference for Dallas. Dallas wins this one by a touchdown, I think. Uh, so we only got uh, three more games for this week, and then we are going to cover Week 15 Thursday night game as well. Um, and then we're going to take our second break. Uh, so we got the Lions at the Cardinals. Kind of a kind of an ugly game there. You know, Detroit just they looked strong for a while against. Uh, uh, LA this past weekend, but then they kind of just choked towards the end in yeah. typical Detroit fashion. Um, I think the Cardinals win this game. I think the Cardinals going into Lambeau getting a kind of a statement win against the Packers. I think they walk. Uh, they walk into this game. I think they beat them. I think their defense is uh, going to pressure Stafford, and uh, I think they're going to get the job done. What do you think? Yeah, I'm going to go with Arizona too. Actually, I was big. I was big on Detroit about a month ago, but they just. They they never quite put it together, you know. And this last week, yeah, they kind of fell off there. But I think LAR just like took it to them too, you know, uh, just as much as the Detroit lost it. Um, but I'm gonna take Arizona. Yeah, that I just I don't know. I like a, a little bit more at home, and Detroit just kind of looks flat. Yeah. Um, next up, uh, I, I actually talked to Ron, and this is actually his game of the week: uh, the Rams at the Bears. This should be a heavyweight fight. I expect this game to be much closer than the Chiefs and the and the Rams game. I think this game is going to be pretty defensive. I think this game should be maybe a 20 to 17. Wait, Chiefs contest. and Rams was pretty close. It was just super high. <laughs> right. That that's what I meant like I, I, yeah, yeah. I, I meant not as high scoring. It's not going to be back and forth touchdowns every play. I mean, it's going to be pretty defensive on both ends. Yeah, I agree. Uh, uh, Part of me wants to pick the Bears at home, but the Rams are just so damn good. They're they're amazing on both sides of the ball. I I, I got I think I got to go with the Rams. What yeah, do you think? They've gotten close to losing a few games. The Rams. Um, I am really interested in this game. How cool is this? We've seen we saw the Rams take on the Saints, battle the offenses. We saw Rams and Chiefs game of the year offense. Um, and and then now this week we get to see the best AFC defense, Baltimore against the best AFC offense, Kansas City. And now the best in, in, in of uh, the NFC offense and NFC defense this week in Rams and Bears. This is going to be a great matchup. Um, geez, the Rams have looked close to losing some games here. Um, I'm going to stick with the Rams, though. I think their offense outdoes the Bears' defense. Yeah, I agree. I, I will say this. I don't think that, people, that they're going to score as many po- points as people think. And I think it's going to be relatively close. I'd say twenty seventeen. Yeah, uh, I'm. Is... I'm curious if uh, Trubisky plays because that could play a big role. Um, their offense is not very good without him, and if their offense can hold the ball longer, then the Bears' defense can rest, and they're going to need all they can to rest against Gurley in that offense. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, the last game of Week fourteen, also a pretty good one. You got the Vikings going to Seattle against the Seahawks. Uh, this should be a pretty interesting contest. Um, and this one, Vikings are a little hot right now. I mean, they had a kind of a heated game against the Pats uh, yesterday. Um, and, you know, that altercation with Belichick on the sideline, that was kind of crazy. It's very 
on Bill like he doesn't really show a lot of emotion, but well, emotion's got the better of both sides on yeah. that one. But I think the Seahawks look great right now, and I think they win this game. It's it's going to be close, but I think they win this game. What do you think? Yeah, it is going to be a good battle. I'm taking this as my game of the week because uh, kind of the unsung heroes here, you know, after the Rams and the Bears and the Saints, these two teams are really grinding out. They've had some tough matchups this year. The Vikings just played the Patriots, as you said. They played, uh, what, the Rams and the Saints, I think, too. Um, you know, these two teams have played some tough games, and I think the winner here is 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 taking the, uh, you know, first wild card spot. They're not going to win their divisions um, simply because of the Rams and the Bears being there, but um, they're going to make a, a good run for the playoffs. So I, I like this, this game. I think this has a lot to do with the playoffs, um, and I'm taking Seattle. Okay, and... Kyle, I want you to get yourself ready. Not this Thursday, but next Thursday night. Could be one of the best Thursday night games we've had all season. The LA Chargers against the Kansas City Chiefs. That is going to be an amazing game. That Chargers-Vikings game, I mean, uh, Rams-Vikings was pretty good back, what, like like week three, week four? That was pretty freaking good, too. It was. But this is going to be a good game. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, I I, I think this is going to be close, but... um. I'm going to pick the Chargers in this game. Um, I'm picking the Chargers. You know, they're a hot team right now, and they have the better defense uh, in terms of can- uh, holding Kansas City in check. I think their secondary will hold Mahomes slightly in check. I don't think they're going to be sacking him a ton because he's almost impossible to bring down. Yeah. But I think the Chargers will do enough to get the job done. And I think the Chargers win in a close one. Yeah, this is tough. You, you know those teams that you like can't help but want to pick? I feel like the Chiefs are like that team. You know, like usually you want to take them. They just always look pretty good. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. They're, they're going to hurt without Kareem Hunt. If Melvin Gordon's back, uh, I'm taking the Chargers for sure. Uh, we can reevaluate, but I'm, I'm going the Chargers. Uh, if he's not going to play, I probably would go Kansas City. So, and I just realized here, we have a couple Saturday games. Next oh weekend. shoot, that's exciting! Uh, we got the Texans at the Jets and the Browns at the Broncos. Uh, I like the Texans and the Broncos in these two games. Uh, but, yeah, me uh, too. What do you think? Yeah, me, me too. I'm, I'm kind of going that same way. I love having a little Saturday football. This is so fun. Um, we'll have to touch back on these two maybe next week, but I'm thinking the same thing. I think these both these teams are right in the middle of their playoff push. So. Yeah, I think th- those will be two solid games. I'm really looking forward to next Thursday. That should be a phenomenal game to watch. Yeah, seriously. Uh, but we are going to take our last break. When we get back, we are going to talk fantasy football in the fantasy football corner. And uh, we're going to finish up the show with our final thoughts. So uh, stay tuned for the last part of our show. You don't listen to the heavyweight jumps? Well, they're only the greatest podcast that wrestles with pop culture. You don't believe us? Listen to some of their fans. And for those of you that don't speak cricket, here's our translator, Mr. Harlan T. Bobo. It's like cotton candy in my ears right now, man. (laughs) The Heavyweight Chumps. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. Every Monday and Thursday, same fat time. Same fat channel. All right, and welcome back, everybody, from our first, uh, sorry, our last break, I should say. Uh, Our first, second break. Our first, second break. (laughs) And break. Um, 
So we are going to hop right into our uh, fantasy football corner. It's the fantasy football corner with Dan, Ron, and Kyle. Who should you start? Who should you sit? Why do people play this comparatively boring version of Dungeons and Dragons? Find out in the Fantasy Football Corner. All right, this week Wasn't on the there Fantasy Football. some big football... performances this week, huh? Holy crap. Yeah, there were some big performances this week in fantasy. You know, the first one that uh, I would like to mention would, is Philip Lindsay. We talked about him in the last segment. Yeah. Uh, 156 yards, two touchdowns, had crazy points this week. Um, and see why I like that too? He did that off of a lot of, like, a lot of touches, a lot of exposure. It wasn't like he had one big run and, you know, that made his day. No, we're talking like he had a lot of work and he looked good on a lot of his rushes, you know. It wasn't like a, a boomer bust kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So, speaking of boomer bust, I'm going to go over our stardom sitem results from last week. Um. I'll start with Ron, since he's not here. Uh. His start was actually a good one. He he said to start Josh Allen. He ended up with 28.74 points. Got really, some rushing yards. <laughs> yeah, uh, only nine rushes but uh, for 135 yards. Yeah, like what the heck is that? What yeah. quarterback runs for 130 yards? Well, I think one of the plays alone, I think, was like a 75-yard rush. And then he had a couple like eight and nine-yard runs after that. So pretty much just padded stats. But he also had 231 passing yards, two touchdowns. He was sacked twice and had two picks. But that the rushing yardage is blows my mind. Yeah, it's, that's what gives him the points right there as a quarterback. That's huge. Yeah, and then uh, so bravo, Ron, on that one. Pat yourself on the back. Uh, and Ron, your sit was also a good one. Uh, you had Sterling Shepard as your sit. He only ended up with 4.8 points. Not that anyone in the right mind should have been playing Shepard, but yeah, good sit. Uh, six targets, four receptions, 28 yards. So good sit. Another bravo. Well done. Um, my starts and sits can be taken both ways. So my start was Tyler Lockett. He ended up with 19.05 points. Pretty solid start. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, he had a rush for 10 yards. He had two targets, one reception for 52 yards. And that 152 yards was a touchdown. And then he had 107 return yards. So he had a pretty... Pretty nice day, shall we say. My sit was Josh Gordon, who for a while was looking good for me. That him being a sit wasn't wasn't a bad idea. He was only targeted three times, had three receptions for 58 yards, but his one of his receptions was a touchdown. And that kind of like blew up the possibility of me having a good sit for this week. Um, and then... Who was that again? Uh, Josh Gordon. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then lastly... Kyle, you had you had some good ones on paper for sure. Uh, DJ Moore just didn't pan out. He he had eight targets, but only turned into four receptions for forty four yards, so averaging a little over ten yards a catch, which is great. Right. But if he had thrown it, he if he had caught those other four balls, it's a whole different ball game. It's double digit points, and it's a good start. Um, your sit was Aaron Jones. Uh, who ended up with 13.2. I mean, he had 11 rushes for 36 yards. Not the greatest. But the, again, just like Josh Gore, and the touchdown got him over the hump. 
Yeah, it's and, all and, it takes is that one one score, and then and then made him uh, worthy of a play. So I mean, yeah. Overall, I'd say it was a pretty successful week for us. So I think we did a pretty good job. Um, but who are some guys you like this week? Uh, not necessarily a start sit, but uh, who are some guys to target, especially for those people uh, looking to make a run in the playoffs? Who are some guys you like? Yeah, right. This is the time, man. Um, I, I, I mean, there's all kinds of players, you know. I would say I like, but this is, you know, this is the time. You're, this is you're starting your playoffs week 14. You probably, you know, if you had Kareem Hunt, you're in trouble. Um, if you have, you know, James Conner, he's a little bit banged up. Uh, Melvin Gordon, you know, so it's kind of scary right now going into your playoffs. Like this is when it's like, you know, this is do or die. You can't make mistakes. Um, so it's definitely getting a little bit tough. Um, a few players I th- kind of have my eyes on that I think people should consider are some of the backups, uh, like Alex Collins also went down for Baltimore. So maybe you have, a, whether it's Dixon or, or Montgomery, I think you got to have them. Uh, Dion Lewis isn't owned in like a heck of a lot of leagues, so making sure you have him in there in case you have one of these bad injuries. Um, and then like I think Rod Smith backing up Ezekiel. Um, and then the new guy out of San Francisco, Wilson Jr., I think he is a great add. Matt Breida right now is banged up and questionable for next week. So that could be, uh, you know, some help, especially where you have to win. Um, but, you know, the people, you know, I like that I'm like, hey, you got to have big games out of these guys. Um, you know, I, th- I think Chubb and Fournette, you know, th- they got to perform. I think Cohen, he just had a 30-pointer. He's got to come out against the Rams and score as well. Um, so, you know, those three, I think, are already front runners that, better better show up and then a few of those people that if you really need to reach because you have someone like hunt or whatever what do you think dan you know there's one guy in particular that i noticed this past weekend i was like wait where's david johnson and then i realized he's sitting on the sidelines while this guy's getting a lot of the work down by the goal line and i think if you need yeah edmonds a, a run uh yeah exactly if you need a running back who can get you you know Maybe ten points in a flex spot if you're in a, if you're in a bind due to a matchup. Go out there and get uh, Chase Edmonds. Um, he's got. Uh, let me see. He had two touchdowns this past week against uh, Green Bay. Uh, he had. Let me see. Nineteen point six fantasy points. Only five rushes for fifty three yards and two touchdowns. That's pretty remarkable. That he basically turned into about ten yards a carry. Yeah, no, you're right. No, I hate to naysay. I, I just, I feel like that's not a lot of, of workload, not a lot of exposure. If he doesn't get those two scores, he didn't have that good of a day. You're you right. Know? I mean, he's not getting a lot of touches, but I mean, I could see him stealing a few more from David Johnson. I mean, if he continues playing the way he's playing, uh, don't be surprised if he's he's looking at the starting job at some point. Um, oh, geez. I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, hey, you know, what? if you're missing Collins or Kareem Hunt, Someone like Emmons is is worth plugging in. He's a, he's worth at least rostering to make sure no one else gets him. Yeah, you know, and another guy to mention is Jalen Rashard. Uh, in the league that I'm in with my family, he's 39 percent owned. Um, and he's got a decent matchup against Pittsburgh, who can get beat again, be beat by the run. Um, and he had a solid solid game this past week against Kansas City. He had 12.10, uh, 12.1 points. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he has a decent day. Uh, another guy that I really like this upcoming week uh, is Dante Pettis of San Fran. He's kind of had yeah. a com- coming out party this past week because Mullins hasn't had a lot of people to throw to. And I think Pettis kind of showed that, hey, I'm reliable. You could throw to me. Um, 
Yeah, he's turned to him a few times, and, and Pettis has looked all right, yeah. Yeah, seven targets, five receptions for 129 yards and two touchdowns this past week. And yeah, and you know what? I feel like earlier in the year, someone like that, you're like, eh, I don't know. But like now, it's like, hey, you, you need points now. There, there's no investing in players. You, you want him right now. And if he's got the hot hand, he's worth giving a shot if you need someone. Yeah, and I think there's one other guy to, uh, to give the, the shot to, and that's Curtis Samuel uh, for for Carolina. And the reason I say this is that if you look at the last three weeks for Curtis Samuel, 14 points, 11.2 points, 12.6 points. And now this week going up against a Cleveland defense when in the last three weeks, Curtis Samuel has been targeted 20 times in three weeks. He was targeted 11 times this past game. That's pretty pretty incredible that he was targeted that many times. And I think it's because he has good hands. He's got He's a tall body, but... The problem with taking a guy from Carolina, and, and I'm sure you can weigh in on this, is the fact that there's so many offensive weapons to throw to in Carolina with Funches, with Moore, with Samuel, and McCaffrey. And then if Olsen's available, he's another option, you know? And I, 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 th- I think Samuel could be one of those guys who can make or break your lineup, but I don't know if this is the time to do it. Yeah, again, I mean, the, the hot hand, right? If he's looking good. You, you got to win now. You're not looking to invest. So, hey, he, he's worth playing. And um, actually, Olsen's out for the year. Oh, so in that case, uh, I think Samuel yeah, will probably, pick up some targets. Yeah, it probably helps you even more. I mean, any any one of those receivers is going to probably benefit that much more, um, you know, especially da- down the, the stretch here. But, yeah, I, I, I like that. I also like um, Humphreys and, and Conley out of Kansas City uh, just because Watkins got injured uh, a little bit. I think he tweaked his ankle. Uh, and then without Hunt, you know, again, I think someone else steps up more. I think it could be Conley. And then Humphreys in Tampa just because Tampa loves throwing the ball around. Yeah, and there, there's one other guy I wanted to mention before we go to our start and sets, and that's Zay Jones for Buffalo. Uh, Kelvin Benjamin, once a great receiver for Carolina, he couldn't. he can't catch anything anymore. I don't know what his deal is, but he is really struggling catching the ball lately. And Zay Jones— rise and fall. And, and Zay Jones really has just taken advantage of that and just shown that, hey, I can be your number one. Throw to me. I'll catch it. Yeah. And if he's available in your leagues, I would give him an at least a, a look at a potential pickup because they're going against the Jets. The Jets can be beat on the passes. And don't be surprised if Buffalo ends up running up the score on the Jets. I mean, this could be a blowout. Yeah, I can see that. I like that. And, you know, again, I keep saying it, but this time of year, you got to score points now. And, you know, there's some safe plays, but there's people like Zay Jones. Uh, or, you know, actually, Gallup out of Dallas. I like him a lot. Some of these plays can make you look like a genius this week, you know, uh, and they have the potential for it. Yeah, and um, and if there, if there's an option to potentially pick up the Patriots defense, I'd go out and do it. They have a very easy stretch of games these last four games except for pittsburgh um don't be surprised if uh the patriots end up having a good solid showing from their defense fantasy wise in the next four weeks yeah i agree again they're a good team right so like naturally you know the the better team has a good defensive performance you know um so i can see that i also think you know most likely they're already at it but new orleans and dallas i think those are big defenses that the teams are hot right now 
playing them their, their defense just naturally gets them more points. Um, so I think those guys are definitely worth picking up and playing because this is where it gets situational. You know, you don't necessarily just stick with the same defense through your playoffs. You might be picking up the team that's playing this terrible team. You know, going uh, into your your divisional game or maybe your championship game. Maybe they're facing someone like Cincinnati without Andy Dalton or the Raiders offense. You know, uh, you might be playing situational defenses. So keep an eye on those. Yeah, and you know, and don't be surprised if uh, the New England defense ends up having a coming out party in these next four weeks for your fantasy playoff hopes. So um, yeah, good matchups. Uh, yeah, they really have a lot of good matchups. They get Miami, Buffalo, and the Jets three out of the next four weeks, and the Jets in the in their final game of the season in Foxborough. So that I mean, that's a, definitely a matchup to look out for. Um, so Kyle, with that being said, who is your start and set for this week? Um, I thought I might cover a couple. So if you got yours, tell me too. Just I figure without Rom, maybe I'll throw a few out there. But I think a, a good start this week in, in typical Patriots fashion. He had a down game, Michelle. I bet you he bounces back with the top with a big game. He's ranked nineteenth or so this week, depending on what rankings you look at. Uh, and they're at Miami. It's going to be good weather. Uh, they're probably going to get a lead. I think he does very well. Um, and then um, another start actually will be Cortland Sutton for Denver um, in San Francisco. The, you know, the whole offense is just clicking well. I think they're looking pretty good. So, again, you're kind of hurting in that flex position. I think Sutton is definitely a good fill-in. What's your opinion on those two? I like those. I definitely like those picks. I think those are really solid. Sutton's been sneaky good these past yeah. couple weeks. Yeah. And again, San Fran's going to give up some points, you know, so you're playing the odds here. You need a touchdown. You, you need like double digits out of somebody in your flex and because you, you have to win this week. You might do it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, speaking of that, so um, actually, no. And uh, what, what do you have for your sits this week? Um, my sits are tough. A little bit of a stretch. But again, if you are in a good position where you have a few other good players at running back, I think you look at sitting Mixon. Uh, the Chargers defense is going to put some pressure on them because uh, they're going to get out to a lead. And without Dalton, uh, also, oh, A.J. Green's out for the year. That was just announced. Um, so Cincinnati's uh, offense pretty grim right now. So I can see them stuffing Mixon um, and him having a pretty down game. So if you have a few other good options, or maybe you want to go, you know, three receivers, you know, including your flex, opposed to running backs, I would, I would avoid Mixon. And my other set, I think I'm going to uh, go with Amari Cooper. Uh, not really the popular pick. Um, people like him right now. But um, I could see him having a quiet game against Philly. Uh, he's ranked number six right now. I just don't think he'll perform that high. I think he might do okay, maybe 10 points. But I would not be surprised if, um, you know, turning elsewhere might be more beneficial right now. Yeah, you know, I, I actually I actually really like those. Um, so just to clarify, you had Mixon as one. And who was your second one? Amari Cooper. Ooh. Man, after yeah. the week after the weeks he's had, you, you sure right. about well, that? I mean, he wasn't he didn't do that good against New Orleans, right? No, he did. You're right, he didn't. But and, and my thing is, I think he helps the offense. I think he takes more more pressure off Ezekiel, um, and it opens up Gallup, or it opens up Beasley, um, and where um, you know any given day the NFC East matchups could be can be a dirty game, you know, it could be a messy game. Um, so Cooper's just not going to always be the hundred yard receiver, you know, so I, I can just see him being one of his quiet games. He still takes attention away, but, um, I, I, I can see him not, not killing it fantasy wise. 
Yeah, you know what? I actually like that. Um, yeah, that that's a very good explanation. I'm impressed. Um, so for me, uh, I'm going. Uh, so I have I have two starts for you as well. Um, I my first one actually kind of an obvious one. Uh, we talked about him um, in the first segment, and that was Philip Lindsay um, going against Sam Fran. I think that's an absolute uh, must start. Uh, he has been amazing as of late. Um, my second start is actually Chris Godwin against Car- uh Sorry, against. Uh, oh, hold on. Let me get my book here. against New Orleans. Um, I think he has become more prominent in that offense now, uh, with all the attention being on Mike Evans. And I think Jameis is really spreading the ball around. And don't be surprised if Godwin has another big game. Uh, I mean, he had 100 yards receiving two games in a row now. Uh, so don't be shocked if he puts up another decent game. Um, in terms of my sits, my first one uh, is actually uh, Spencer Ware um, against Baltimore. Baltimore has uh, one of the best defenses in the NFL. Um, sneakily, by the way, too. Like, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, what about the Rams D and, you know, the Jags D and Minnesota and all these teams? But nobody's talking about Baltimore. Um, their defense is ranked in the top in takeaways and touchdowns. And don't be surprised if they if they do it again um, against uh, Kansas City to get some takeaways, like we said in that second segment. Um, my second sit is actually DJ Moore. Um, he's kind of disappointed me this past couple of weeks. I've picked him as a start and he hasn't done anything. And then when I don't pick him as a start, he goes off. So yeah. one of those, yeah, we'll I'm, I, I'm giving up on the, on the Panthers too. Uh, but you also got to think Joe Hayden is going to be on DJ Moore. Um, so I, I think he's going to struggle a little bit. And that secondary for Cleveland's no joke. Uh, I mean, even this past weekend, DeAndre Hopkins didn't really have that great of a game. It, it was just that their defense scored so many touchdowns off of Mayfield, they didn't need to. Um, so I, I'd say DJ Moore would be my second sip for this week. Yep. Yeah, it's not bad. I was thinking of Godwin. I kind of like that play. I just think, like you said, there's a lot of yards. They spread the ball around there. That should go well. Lindsey's a no-brainer. I've been just seeing him ever since he came available in fantasy. He became that, that, the big ad. Um, he was added in my league. And he's just slowly but surely becoming an automatic start. And he should have a pretty good game against San Francisco for sure. And yeah, I do agree with that. I'm not sure. Carolina's up in the air. We'll see what Moore does. I could see him having a quiet game. So um, what are your, what are some of your final thoughts about not only this past week that was, but um, you know, the week that we have to come in week 14? Jeez, man, I don't know. There's a lot on the line right now. Uh, playoff wise, I mean, for you know, for fantasy, it's just huge. The a few big performances just happen to get you into it. There's a few injuries and a few off field stuff that have changed some lineups. So it's going to be interesting. Um, and this is when you know you you must win unless you were lucky enough to get a buy. And then as far as the NFL goes, like, geez, talk about some like defining matchups. Um, I cannot wait to see Baltimore and Kansas City and, and what comes of that. And if you know. What you say is true, and what I say, if the Chargers win and then Baltimore takes care of business, the Chargers are going to be tied for the for the top um, seed in the conference. And then if New England and Houston take care of business, we could have ten, uh, four 
10 and 3 teams. That's insane. Yeah, and and not to mention, um that makes that Thursday night game, not this week but next week between the Chargers and Chiefs, that much more important. If the Chargers yeah. can uh, can win again this week and then the Ravens beat the Chiefs, it's going to be 10 and 3 and 10 and 3 going at it on Thursday night football. Yeah. You know, Which that, is good news for Houston and New, and New England because now they know one of them will, will lose and then all they have to do is take care of their business. Exactly. But imagine if Kansas City ends up as a wild card after all this uh, after all that's right. happened this season. But that would yeah, be a pretty be explosive that would be a pretty explosive wild card team though. Yeah, that would stink to win the three or four seed and have to get stuck playing Kansas City. <laughs> yeah, no, that would uh that would not be fun by any means. Um but I think that's going to do it for this week's episode of Ride the Pine. Thank you, everyone, for uh, sticking with us. I know this is a long episode, but we had a lot to cover this week. Um, please make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Ride the Pine Pod. Also, make sure to check us out on TeePublic. If you go on to TeePublic.com and search for Ride the Pine, you can find it. I know Ron has the actual link but I can never remember. Uh, also, if you're feeling especially generous, you can donate to our show on patreon.com backslash ride the pine. Um, you know, from all of us here at ride the pine, thanks for tuning in and we will see you next week, week 15. Good luck in all your fantasy matchups. I know this episode will probably yeah, come out seriously. on Saturday, but to all you guys, let us there, hear about it. Yeah. Your <laughs> triumphs and your failures. Let us hear what happened. Your playoff push. I am lucky enough to get into the playoffs right now. So I'm facing the number five seed. It's go time. Yeah, I'll be I'll be the number three seed in my family league. And so I'll be facing the number six seed. So you're right, Kyle. It's go time. So if you have any questions for us, fantasy football related wise, uh make sure to just reach out to us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. And we'd ha- be happy to answer your questions. Uh, and if you guys want like a, a live fantasy football session on Instagram or Facebook, let us know, and we can see if we can get that together. Uh, but oh, ag- please, yeah. But again, uh, from all of us here, ride the pine. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks, guys. And we'll see you next week.